The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Okay, 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 I admit it. Every once in a while, I put something on Facebook just to test the waters and see how people are going to react. Is that incitement? Should I uh, be looked into by a special counsel and up in D.C. with uh, Jack Smith? Uh, <laughs> who, knows? who knows? Maybe but I'm just a teeny tiny little fish, so I, I don't matter up there. But I do do that. Every once in a while on Facebook, I will intentionally post something to bring uh, people out and to see how they handle something, which I have a, a – I want to talk about the particular subject and what happened this morning. Uh, my personal Facebook page was about Trump, but I'm also just trying to uh, get people to uh, show their colors how they handle certain things. So – as a result of that, I got a message, Steve, I've been following you and listening to you, and I want you to know that I will no longer be doing that because of your persistent attacks on Trump. I don't care if you do not want to support President Trump, but to constantly attack him and to try to divide the base and erode his support is a problem for me, which is assuming motive here. Okay. While I do support President Trump, I really love and support God and pray for all leaders of our country. That's awesome. God bless President Trump and his family for all that they have done and continue to do partially with you. Clearly, he's a huge threat to the left and others as they are so desperate to attack him on any level. There are other good leaders out there and I support them as well. Amen. But I think it's a bad idea for you to use your platform to attack Trump and divide his base. So was that what I was doing? So one of the things I did on Facebook this morning, uh, given the uh, latest indictment of Trump, as I put a, bu a bunch of screenshots of some tweets that I've been reading over the past 24 hours, and, and I'll share those with you. And uh, but after I, I, I put those up as pictures, OK, and in the post is in the post eight hours ago, I said the following time for some adult conversations about this election rather than just responding with hashtag Trump 2024. He can't win the general election. This is my personal opinion. Take it or leave it. Uh, if DeSantis wins, I believe he will surgically work to dismantle the serious threats to democracy. The deep state has become. He's a machine in that way. I believe that. Trump has been tough as nails, but DeSantis is not a narcissist and is much smarter. I believe that. DeSantis is about the mission. Trump is about himself, though he disguises it as make America great again. I actually, at this level, at this point in my life, believe that too about Trump. Question, how is all of this going to get him the vote of the mushy middle and suburban women? This mess pushed them further away, not towards him. Okay, so cards on the table. I voted for Donald Trump not once but twice, have prayed for him, had the uh, pleasure and honor of interviewing him once, which I appreciated. He was very uh, generous on the phone and, and totally normal and kind, and that was, a, that was an honor and a privilege, and I uh, appreciated that. Uh, I appreciated uh, much of his presidency until the fourth year. I thought it was a train wreck the way he handled COVID. I think he handed over the whole thing. Was he a deer in the headlights? I don't know, but, but a guy that's a capable leader should not have been led astray by the people that led him astray, namely Fauci and Burks. Okay, and then, and then that was a train wreck, okay? 
COVID was a train wreck. He was the president. He owns some of it. You cannot say he owns none of it. And then you get uh, the election stuff and all of that and January 6th and all of that. And then and then what the positions Trump's taken ever since then. Like I said, I appreciate a, a whole lot about his presidency. Outstanding in many ways. I've never liked him as a person. I've always had issues with his style, but I know his style had a certain amount of effectiveness given where he was uh, deploying it in that train wreck we call Washington, D.C. Okay, that's neither here nor there. It's it's it's. August 2nd of 2023, we have a primary that's ramping up in the Republican side. Who knows what's going on in the Democrat side? With the failing uh, health and mind of Joe Biden, the current president. And then we have a general election. So I, I am not in this at a personal level. I'm not posting on a personal level. I'm merely applying my experience in whatever intellect I have, whatever wisdom I have, whatever discernment I have through the Holy Spirit to the situation, and I'm willing to apply that to anybody at any time about anything, myself included. So to for me, Trump is not some protected entity that I can't say anything negative about. I'm not attacking him. I'm just talking about things that I believe are valid concerns and observations, which, praise the Lord, here in America, I'm allowed to do. My intent is not to attack him. All I'm doing, which is what people did then over and over and over again on that Facebook post, was sharing their opinions, which is fine. I love it. Welcome to America. So here's some of the tweets that I shared. These are screen grabs, okay? Trump can run a national campaign or fight off four indictments, but he can't do both. Okay, this is an opinion. Take it or leave it. Never mind the primary, the crippling costs would come next summer when he should be full throttle against Biden, but instead we'll be living in federal and state courthouses. You can think it unfair, you can think it's the gravest injustice in the history of America, but the reality is that if you pick Trump, the Democrats will win the White House, and the Democrats are hysterically laughing at you for falling into the most visible trap they've set since January 6th. Okay, there's some things there that I'm willing to consider. Here's the next one. You can be infuriated at what they're doing to Trump, and I am by the way. You can want revenge and to see everyone at the Department of Justice and the FBI perp-walked out in handcuffs. And I would be really excited about that. But you can't delude yourself into believing he has the slightest chance of winning the general election. I guess you have to ask yourself if loyalty to Trump is more important than saving your country. And this is where I get surgical, to quote my father, which I do at the end of every show. Right? Ever forward. Well, one of the other things my dad taught us was to, was to be surgical. OK, I'm not I'm not coming in emotional. I'm coming in surgical. I'm coming in critical. I'm coming in with uh, reason, with wisdom and discernment. And I'm just looking at the facts. This is an interesting one. This is before the indictment. In the last two hours, Donald Trump has posted 12 times about DeSantis. If DeSantis is really not a threat, why is he occupying so much of Trump's mind? It's a great question. I think I know. And then he put a picture up of the 2024 Super PACs cash on hand. The super PAC backing DeSantis has $97 million on hand. The super PAC backing Trump has $31 million on hand. And that some of the financials came out the other day, and Trump's spending money hand over fist on his legal defense, as he should, as he has to. But that's still going to cost something. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt in the election, I think. And so, and so all of a sudden, I'm trying to undermine the country. Actually, I'm not. I'm trying to be pragmatic about the best way to get the Democrats out 
and some conservative Republican in. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show, apparently professionally seeking to undermine the Trump uh, uh, campaign and divide the base. At least that's what some friends on Facebook are saying. But I'm just being a pragmatist. I was raised by a pragmatist. My father was a pragmatist uh, extraordinaire, a member of the greatest generation. Pragmatism was our love language. <laughs> right? So uh, that he taught us to be surgical. You just come in. You deal with the facts. Don't let your emotions get involved. Don't let your personal opinion get involved. Deal with the facts. Be pragmatic. Be surgical. Make the decision. Get out. All right? Like a surgery. And so that's what that's what I'm doing as more the new newest Trump indictment, which, by the way, is totally bogus, totally political. It's a great article I have if I have time to get to it by Andy McCarthy. Uh, Trump's January 6th indictment, which happened yesterday, a political scheme to influence the next election. Absolutely. Now, what are they trying to do? What's the scheme? What's the plan? Okay, we'll get to that. I'm just going. So these are some some uh, tweets that I posted this morning on Facebook and just stirred up a hornet's nest. Here's another one. Steve Dace retweeted this one. The judge in this latest indictment is going to be a nightmare. That's true. She's done a bunch of January 6th cases and sent every single person to jail. And she's a, a given, uh, given sentences out that were more than the government was asking for. Okay. She was appointed by Obama. She faced like six minutes of questioning and got uh, approved uh, by the Senate back under Obama. She's a total partisan. Okay. She's a nightmare. He can't get a fair election in D.C. He doesn't have a fair judge. He can't get a fair election. He can't get a fair jury pool. They're not going to get the election. They're not going to get the, the trial out of there. They're going to deny all that. The whole thing's fixed. I'm right there with you, man. It is. The question is, can you do anything to fix it? Okay, that's the pragma pragmatic side of this. I don't think we'll be seeing delays on this one. She's going to fast track this ha to happen before the general election, which I agree with. I think it'll happen next May or whatever. Steve Dace posted this. There's no way that they're running against... There is no way they're not running against convicted felon Trump, quote, unquote. That branding, as well as persecution for daring to defy, is the point of all this D.C., Manhattan, Fulton County, and Miami. To interfere with the 24 election, they're just not going to stop at second base. Okay, they're just going to keep going, whatever it takes. Here's another one. Uh, I think I might have said this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, here we go. Uh, no, I read that one already. Okay, so I just put these up. These are all just questioning, can, tr can Trump really win? We know he can win the primary. That's obvious, right? Uh, really obvious. I mean, he just will. That's, that's a no-brainer, I think. Unless enough starts happening that Republicans, and now, now I, know, I, know the, I know what the national polls say, but the polls were all wrong about him before in the negative. Don't you think they could be wrong about him in the positive? Is that outside the realm of possibility? I don't think so. I think that's and I think that's entirely possible. Okay. Is that going to happen? I don't know. Neither do you. I've got a lot of friends that pay a lot of attention to politics and make a living off this stuff. They have a lot of theories. They have a lot of wisdom, but they don't know. Nobody knows. This is the wildest uh, political season I've ever seen, probably that you've ever seen, and it's uh, totally unpredictable, I think. Totally unpredictable. But obviously, when I posted some things that were negative towards Trump's chances, I, uh, I hit a, uh, it just touched on a massive nerve, nerve 
and and it's just been going ever since. Okay, and people not uh, happy with me, which doesn't phase me much, by the way. Uh, and so it just goes on and on and on, and people are really upset. Like I'm I'm purposely trying to undermine. I'm try, purposely trying to affect the uh, election process to whatever extent I can with a, uh, you know. My, my radio show is not nothing, but it's not some big deal. We're on like 32, 33 stations. We have a podcast. We have Facebook Live and Rumble. Uh, we probably reach, I don't know, mostly North Carolinians, but we, we reach probably about 50,000 people a week. Okay, that's significant, but it's not a game changer. This isn't Hannity. I'm not Steve Dace. This isn't the blaze. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to change the results of the election here. I'm just a guy with a lot of opinions and a fair amount of wisdom speaking into the situation, just making observations. But but when you make observations that are negative against Trump, it gets it gets wacky fast because so many people, his his core supporters are very emotional about it. They just are very loyal. And when you touch that, it's like touching the third reel. It's like going after the golden calf, man. And all of a sudden just get ballistic. People go nutty. But my thinking here, I think, is sound. But we'll see, which is why we all better be praying over this stuff because it's such a mess. It is such a big deal. Like here's uh, this was uh, uh, the title of an article in The Federalist. DOJ indictment of Trump is a declaration of war against American voters. It's not about Trump. It's about criminalizing dissent and punishing the millions who voted for him and warning them not to do it again. And, th and that's. Legitimate. That's a legitimate claim. Here's what happens when you go against the deep state. But there's more going on than just that. I mean, this is all about power. And so I think here's what I think the scheme is. The Democrat Party, Joe Biden, for whatever part he's playing in this, which I think is uh, less every day. Uh, they want to face Donald Trump in the general election. Because you're just going to keep heaping on this stuff. If they can get this January 6th case into the D.C. court and get it tried and get him convicted sometime next summer. Could you imagine that? If they actually going to, there's going to be jail time. The whole thing's bogus. It's totally bogus. And you and Trump can be, you know, it's not against the law to lie unless you're doing libel and slander. But that's not what he was doing. It's not, it's not against the law to be wrong and to be boastful about it. If he was wrong, hey, this this election was stolen. He, I, does anybody, do you really think he doesn't believe that? Of course he believes that. So they want to go after him on conspiracy charges, which means you're going to have to prove that what he knew, he knew he was misleading and lying. I know I lost, but I'm just going to play this game. Really? You're going to prove that? Good luck. They can't, but they will because they'll get a jury to vote to convict. So now you've got this scenario. This is so bizarre. This is like a Netflix series. It's so bizarre. So, so let's say they get a vote to convict, and, and they're going to move this thing as fast as they can. Jack Smith is the proxy for the Democrat Party. That way, that's why Biden's he's sitting on a beach not talking about it. They're not going to talk much about this. J Jack Smith is the proxy. He's the bad cop. Let him uh, destroy his career or elevate it through this whole thing. He's, the, he's the, the psycho dog that they set loose, okay? The guy's been around for a while, and he's a, a Democrat operative, Okay. And his job is to hit Trump and scar Trump and make Trump bleed as much as possible between the beginning of the Biden administration and the election in November of next year. That's his job. 
come hell or high water, no matter what the cost to him personally. And he's willing to do it, obviously. So the fix is in. And so I think they want Trump because he's going to have all this stuff. There's there's people in the middle, the mushy middle, the independents, the suburban moms. And the more the, the more ugly this gets, the more they're going to be like, I can't take it. I can't take it. And they'll back out. They may not vote for Biden or Kamala or Michelle Obama, whoever it is, uh, but they won't vote for Trump. I think that's a very real possibility. You, you think I'm crazy? It's, I'm not one of those people. If Trump's the nominee, he's got my vote. But I'm not the normal person out there in the middle or the suburban mom. That group is a nightmare. And they're like, skittish. They're not thinking like I am or probably like you are. And that's a problem. That's a real problem. We'll be right back. Steve Noble, the Steve Noble show talking about this rather content, contentious and getting contentious. I had uh, just one person that sent me a private message like, yeah, I followed you, but I'm not anymore. And I and listen uh, to me. It, let's just pause. Hit the pause button for a second. Uh, the election's critical. Yes, uh, we I think everybody listening to me right now, we all love and care about the country. Hopefully we all pray for our leaders, those in authority over us on both sides of the aisle. We should especially care about the future that our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren will inherit coming behind us to our posterity, okay? Uh, but it's not the end-all, be-all. God is the end-all, be-all. His word is the end-all, be-all. His plan is the end-all, be-all. And that's not a mystery. I know where this all goes eventually. And it's all lining up nicely, isn't it? It certainly is. So take some, take some uh, comfort in that. But here we go. But but I touched I, I touched the Trump thing and I get messages like this. Honestly, though, are you being asked or paid to support DeSantis with your platform? All these tweets are his influencers and they just talk propaganda to try to elevate DeSantis. There's no way this person who posted this knows anything personally about the, all the people whose tweets I took a picture of and threw up on Facebook. You just don't. But that's the way we do this these, these days. You just we just speak as if we're uh, omniscient, omnipresent, all knowing. And uh, all those people are just DeSantis shills. Really? You know that? No, you don't. My kids are, are so sick and tired of me doing this. When they say all Republicans, all Democrats, I'm like, oh, hold on. Do you know every Republican in the country? No. Then you can't say that. All Republicans are this. All Democrats are this. All white people are this. All suburban women are that. All black people are this. All Asians are that. You can't say that. Literally. Unless you're God. And you have intimate personal knowledge of every single individual. But you're not. And so you can't say that. So you got to be careful with that. But what happens here in this environment, and I've been watching it on my Facebook page all day, is this, the, the political thing just makes people, it's just a lot of people would just get nutty about it. I do too. I struggle with it to keep it under control and not overreact. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, dump my, my, relationships and friendships with my Christian brothers and sisters, especially over this or over him or over the 2024 election or over this country. It's all temporary. But we will live with each other. If you're in Christ and I'm in Christ, we will live with each other forever and all this stuff will be gone. It won't matter. 
Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father in heaven. Oh, man, that's awesome. Woo. Yeah. Can I get an amen? But in the meantime, we're stuck in this mess. And so I just try to work through it and apply uh, what wisdom I have and what knowledge I have and what experience I have and what discernment I have and, and be pragmatic and surgical, as my dad would say. And so I look at these things and go, okay, here's, here's what I think is going on. They want Trump because Trump brings a lot of baggage. DeSantis has baggage, but not nearly as much as Trump. Trump is, is pretty much incites everybody in one direction or another, pro or con. DeSantis doesn't have that kind of effect. He does not bring the baggage that Trump brings. And so, and he's going to be a, more of a policy wonk. If you watched his interview the other day with Brett Baer, which I thought was excellent, he was kind of a policy wonk. Trump isn't. And so a lot of there's a growing number of people in this country that just kind of want to get back to normal, so normal politics, which is also part of the problem. Isn't this frustrating? It's so frustrating. So I think the Democrats want Trump in the general election. They know that every indictment is juicing him up for the primary, that his base is solidly with him. They they get more with him. They'll give more. They'll fight more uh, politically speaking. They'll engage more. They'll show up more when he has rallies uh, because they're torqued off. And he's he's a great representative of that anger and frustration that a lot of us feel towards this country and this government and this deep state. And so Ron DeSantis, Trump's going to have to implode for Ron DeSantis to win. Could that happen? It could. Is it likely to happen? No, I don't think that's likely. And so Trump wins the Republican nomination, but it's all bloody and messy because of all these indictments. <clears throat> Let's say they, they, they find him guilty in D.C., which is highly likely, even though the whole thing's bogus. And then uh, it's going to hurt him in, in states like New Mexico and Arizona and stuff. Politically, you can't win it. And so you can look at the polls and everything, but sooner or later, you got to go get a calculator and play state by state electoral college math. And that's not pretty. And so if Trump gets in and then Trump loses, Biden, whoever wins, and the deep state continues. My thinking is don't have Trump in the general election. Have somebody like DeSantis, uh, our two oldest kids would say, hey, Biden, no way. Trump, no way. DeSantis, at least he's kind of a predictable, normal politician. I know what I'm getting with Trump. He's kind of wild, blah, blah, blah. I'm sick of this, all the Trumpisms, blah, 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 blah. And, and I go, okay, listen, that, that's a 25-year-old and a 28-year-old, and they vote. And I listen. And there's a whole lot of people out there that are like that. And the Trump fatigue is real. So could DeSantis win a general election? Yeah. If you're going to believe the polls that are out there, he's got a shot. And things are only going to get worse in this country between now and next November under Biden at all or whoever's in charge of this train wreck. And so I think, I think in a general election, DeSantis has a better chance of winning than Trump because he's not Trump. Just like the last election, the 2020 election, everybody was a Trump voter. They say Trump got 72 million, 74 million votes. I'm like, he got more votes than that. It's just that a bunch of votes were anti-Trump votes. But those were his votes, too. I think the vast majority of the electorate was voting for or against him. Very few people were, were like, go, Joe. I'm going to be one of those 22 cars in his COVID car procession rally. No, they were they were they were all Trump voters. And I just think his, his thing is over. And the Democrats know that. And they want him. They want him in the general election. I don't want to give them Trump in the general election. Because my hope is, long term, that I actually believe DeSantis 
yep, he's been in the government thing, came out of the Navy, done the government thing. Yep, uh, yep, yep. So much like so many other uh, politics politicians. I wish he had 10, 15, 20 years in the private sector. He doesn't. But I mostly judge DeSantis by what he's done in Florida, not by who backed him, not who I likes him, not because he knows Jeb Bush or the Bush family or whatever. I, and I, I understand everybody's concerns on that. And I have those. I, I'm concerned about that, too. But when I look at his results in Florida, that's undeniable. He's done a great job down there. OK, <clears throat> I'll, I'll go with that. Because I think he can win. And if he did get in, I actually think he would go after the Department of Justice and the FBI and Christopher Ray and all these people. I think I think a lot of heads would roll because I think he's proven that he's willing to do that. He doesn't get bent out of shape by the media. And he's gotten a lot of results down in Florida, just like Trump did when in many ways when he wasn't the president till his fourth year, which was a train wreck. COVID. If you don't if you're unwilling to hang any of the COVID stuff around Trump's neck, I think you're delusional. I think you I think you're just are you guilty of idolatry? I don't know. I can't judge your heart, your motivation, but that if you don't think Trump's responsible for any of the mess of COVID, I just don't know how you come up with that. To me, that's as mind-boggling as somebody that says, I am a Christ follower, I believe the Bible, but I'm pro-choice. Pro -choice. I'm like, uh, what? How do you do that? <laughs> I don't understand how anybody could say Trump isn't partially responsible or significantly responsible for the train wreck that was... Uh, the way COVID was handled uh, while he was still the president. I don't get that. But if that's you and you're my brother or sister in Christ, I'm not walking away from you. I can have a vigorous conversation with you. I can disagree with you, but I'm not casting you off. I refuse to do that. Not going to do it. Which, by the way, this is kind of amusing. I saw uh, some tweets the other day, and then here's the story on it out of Breitbart. Steve, I'm done listening to you. Okay. You want to cast your brother off because of politics? Trump indictment continues pattern day of or after. Bad news for Biden. <laughs> it's happened four times. In April, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, and that's going nowhere, indicted Trump on charges related to payments in the 2016 uh, porn star Stormy Daniels on the same day. The former Biden aide Kathy Chung testified at the House Oversight Committee that the White House version of events regarding Biden's mishandling of classified documents was wrong. Oops. In June, Smith indicted Trump in Miami for allegedly retaining White House documents, including classified documents. This is the Mar-a-Lago thing. On the same day, lawmakers revealed that Joe and Hunter Biden had received payments of $5 million each from the corrupt Ukrainian energy company Burisma. Bad news drops on Joe and Hunter, drop an indictment on Trump. All right, there's a couple times it's happened. Later the same month, June, Smith filed a superseding indictment in the documents case the day after Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea bargain deal uh, fell apart in a Delaware court. Coincidence? On Tuesday, yesterday, Smith filed his indictment against Trump relating to his attempts to contest the 2020 presidential election. The indictment came the day after former Hunter Biden business associate Devin Archer testified at the House Oversight Committee that Hunter Biden had put his father on the telephone with Hunter's business associates. The timing in this Breitbart article, it says, could be sheer coincidence as the two investigations are running in parallel. However... The timing has made it much harder for Attorney General Merrick Garland to convince Americans that his department is not carrying out a political agenda. I think the vast, listen, the, the polling I read the other day, I talked about it on the air. It's like 60, 65% of people believe that the Bidens were guilty of shenanigans here and covering stuff up. Most people know that. Is that going to matter in the general election? Wow, there's another curveball. Welcome to life in a degrading America. It's frustrating. We better pray. We'll
Welcome back to Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show, talking about uh, what's going on with the Trump indictment. And the bigger picture outside of that, which uh, he's, he's getting railroaded. There's no doubt about that. Uh, this is from a Andy McCarthy. He's excellent. He was a prosecutor himself, federal prosecutor. Uh, in the messenger, the latest indictment of Donald Trump is politics masquerading as law, masquerading as politics. There's no legal case against Donald Trump. There was a convincing impeachment case in tw- January 2021, but the political class failed to proffer it. It is true. It is true enough, moreover, that Trump could not be criminally prosecuted for incitement, the federal crime of soliciting a crime of violence, because he had called for the march and the Capitol to be peaceful. All right, so he's waxing on a little bit about the past. Uh, those were not criminally prosecutable crimes on Trump's part, just w- the things he would say. They were what Alexander Hamilton described as political wrongs, not in the sense of partisan politics, but the dereliction of the duties of high public office. Impeachment was rare in American history until the end of the 20th century, but this was the textbook case. Hey, yeah. Whatever. While the presidency has gotten an inordinate amount of attention since its powers and those of the administrative state swelled with the New Deal in the post-war World War II era, which is I talk about that a lot, especially in my civics class, but also in my U.S. history class at Noble U. You want information on that? My four classes, U.S. history, world history, civics, Christian ethics, eighth through twelfth grade, or you can audit them as an adult. Okay, just the easiest thing for you, to, you can either go to NobleUSchool.com, NobleU, like university, NobleUSchool.com, or just text TRUTH, just text the word TRUTH to 66866 since it came up, and then I'll get you some information. That'll get you on the email list, and I can send you info. Uh, TRUTH to 66866. So we talked about that, the New Deal, post-World War, World War I, World War II, then the, the administrative state and the executive branch got totally out of whack. That was the beginning of the death of federalism. The true dysfunction in modern American governance lies with Congress. It failed to deal effectively with the aftermath of the 2020 election, just as it's AWOL in virtually all matters of critical public policy. In our system, it is the obligation of the Article I branch, Congress, to counter abuses to power by the Article II branch, the executive. The framers would have scoffed at the notion that a president could be checked effectively and without partisan enmity by prosecutors who worked for either the president who was suspected of wrongdoing or a president of the opposition party. That's exactly what's going on now, of course, particularly one such as Joe Biden, who is running against Trump, the former president under suspicion. (laughs) It's a train wreck. Yes, that is exactly what the Biden administration has served up, a wayward effort by the Justice Department to do Congress's job. The new indictment is a partisan artifice. Attorney General Merrick Garland, who will not appoint a special counsel for the Biden corruption investigation, uh, as to which the Biden Justice Department has a neon flashing conflict of interest, appointed a special counsel for Trump despite the lack of any conflict. The move was strictly political. This is uh, Andrew McCarthy. Garland and President Biden were committed to using the executive's criminal enforcement powers against Biden's principal opponent in the 2024 campaign, so they brought in Jack Smith to do the dirty work enabling them to pretend they have nothing to do with it, even though Smith answers to Garland and exercises power that belongs solely to Biden. Boom! He's just a proxy. It's it. The more basic problem, however, is that although Congress may impeach over maladministration, that does not necessarily violate any penal law. Federal prosecutors can take action if only if there are crimes that can be proved beyond reasonable doubt against a defendant armed with all of the Constitution's due process protection, which is not happening. Smith does not have such crimes, Andy writes. He has an abundance of deceptive speech and expression by Trump that is constitutionally protected. In fact, it is political speech in connection with the electoral process at the very core of First Amendment protection. He doesn't have penal offenses, and that's one of the biggest problems with this case, that the indictment from yesterday. Trump, can he has a legal right to be wrong. He has a legal right to say all kinds of crazy stuff if, in fact, it's crazy. 
He has a, he's the legal right to say the whole stinking system's rigged. I got hosed. This whole thing's a train wreck. He has a right to say that, even as the president of the United States. First Amendment. That's the dicey thing about the First Amendment is there's not much you can shut down. Fire in a crowded theater because that endangers the public. Uh, uh, libel and slander. That's it. But he wasn't doing any of those things. So offensive speech, uh, misinformed speech, lying, not against the law. Sorry. So he doesn't have any of this stuff. That's the, th that's the biggest problem here is like the First Amendment doesn't exist. And for these folks, it doesn't. That's the deep state. That's why I would prefer to, I think DeSantis has a better shot at winning in a general election against Biden or whoever it is. And then I actually believe when DeSantis, if DeSantis got in there, he would start to dismantle this stuff. I believe that more than Trump, but I don't think Trump can get in. That's my whole point. But we'll see. I've been wrong about a million times before. Back to the article. So he fakes it, talking about Jack Smith. Trump is charged with defrauding the United States, even though it was just a few weeks ago, and throwing out convictions of two cronies of former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. That the Supreme Court reaffirmed that in federal law, fraud means to swindle, to bilk victims out of money or tangible property. It's not a vehicle by which prosecutors may impose their vision of good governance. Trump is charged with corruptly obstructing Congress, even though corruption for these purposes must comprise clearly unlawful acts such as evidence manipulation or witness intimidation. See, there's nothing here. There's nothing. But it doesn't matter. That's why they're doing it in D.C. With an Obama-appointed judge who's gone after the January 6th people, found them guilty, and, and gave them stiffer penalties than the government was asking for, that's the judge in a city with a jury pool that's 95% blue, and Trump cannot get a fair trial. He will not get a fair trial. That's the point. And he's not going to get a change of venue. So what if they find him guilty next May or June and throw him in an orange jumpsuit and throw him in jail? You don't think that's possible? Sure it is. Then what? I'm telling you, there's enough people in a general election that will run for the hills. They'll vote down ballot. They'll vote for governor. They'll do all the other stuff. But there might be enough people. There might be enough people out there that are just like, I just can't do it. I just, I, I'm so frustrated. I can't vote for Biden or whoever. I, I can't vote for Trump. I, I, I guess for the first time in my adult life, I won't vote for the president. I'll just vote down ballot. Is that a possibility? I believe it is. Is that a problem? Yes, it is. Could that mean that Trump can't win a general even though he can win the primary? Yes, it does. It's just an option. Could it be so bad? Biden and everything else going on in the next 12 months with Hunter and Joe and the, and the condition of the country and international affairs and everything else that people will go, I mean, Trump makes me crazy, but he'll definitely be better than this train wreck. Yeah, that could happen too. That's why I said, I think the next 12 months of this country are going to be the most bizarre, certainly in my lifetime from a political perspective. And we are in the Romans one world, baby. We are. Up is down and down is up. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. We're there. And so it's, it's, it, I think it's interesting to talk about. It's concerning because of our kids and grandkids, great-grandkids. It matters because we have 340 million neighbors, so we should be engaged in these things. But I'm not going to lose my mind over it because nobody in all these stories, you can read Twitter and read articles and go to every conservative website. None of them are sovereign. None of them. And ultimately, American souls mean more even than the American economy. American souls mean more than America's 
naval might or international relations or the state of our economy. All that stuff will stop. Souls will not. Like C.S. Lewis said, every single person you've ever met is either an eternal horror or an everlasting splendor, something like that, because you're either going to heaven or hell. And that's forever. Republican, Democrat, 2024 election, 2028 election, the United States of America in and of itself, not forever. Matters, definitely. Why? 340 million people, all made in the image of God, all your neighbor and my neighbor. So it matters. So I show up and I engage and I vote and I educate. I teach classes. I do what I can. I'm trying to be faithful. But everything else is in God's hands. I do what I can. I try to be faithful. We better pray for all these people. We better pray for the process. But I refuse. You can hate me for what I say, but I'm not going to return that. Not going to do it. I could sit there and go, man, I don't know how you come up with that. But I love you, and I'm going to be living with you forever in heaven, and I'm not going to let this garbage uh, mess that up. No way. I'm not going to do it. You can hate me. I'm not going to return that volley. You can think I'm working for DeSantis. Insult me, call me names, whatever. I don't care. I'm not going to return it. I'm going to really, I mean, there were a couple times today I started to reply to some of these things on Facebook and I'm like, nah, forget it. And a newer friend of mine was on there and he said, hey man, I got to disagree with you 100%. I'm like, cool man, but I'm not going to let this come between us. You're my brother in Christ. And this, this political situation is not going to stop that. You're my friend. I love you. And I'm not selling that down the river over the 2024 election. I suggest we all do that. Just push back. Chill out a little bit. We can agree to disagree. Can't we? Can't we do that? Is that off the table? Am I a communist? Am I a fascist? Because we agree to disagree? Because I don't agree with you and you don't agree with me? Now you hate me? Now I'm the enemy? If you're in Christ, I'm your brother, not your enemy. You can think I'm an idiot. That's fine. Get in line. But you don't want to have anything to do with me? Because I say some things that are negative about Donald Trump? I can't judge you. I won't judge you. But, But there's, I think idolatry is a serious problem in this conversation. Of the nation, of the process of the White House, of candidates, of power. And like we did a Theology Thursday several weeks ago about Christian nationalism. You better not try to turn this country into the kingdom because it ain't. It's important. God's blessed it. God has used it. But it ain't the kingdom. Got to keep our priorities straight. That's for sure. All right, we'll be back uh, tomorrow, God willing, Theology Thursday not talking about politics (laughs) and then back on friday and then we'll try to branch out i don't want to consume this stuff all the time it's not healthy this is steve noble on the steve noble show god willing i'll talk to you again real soon like my dad always used to say ever forward Another program powered by the Truth Network.